0: hello warwick hello nicole we're doing the video (laughs) thing too hi everybody look it's video (laughs) hey
1: warwick what do you call santa when he stops moving no santa pause oh dear welcome to the tradies in business podcast with your hosts warwick Bidwell and nicole cox Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business.
0: (laughs) I am really looking forward to 2023 and
1: some new... I think we're always going to do the jokes now. I get so many positive comments about my jokes. How can I stop doing them?
0: It must be private messaging you because I don't see any of those (laughs) messages.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to tell you this Uh... because you might run them down.
0: Uh, No, I think it's good to to have a laugh and even if they're cheesy jokes, everything that I think is funny is cheesy, Uh, the good old dad jokes, Mm -hmm. I think I'm absolutely hilarious like probably most of the dads out there, (laughs) but I think it's great that you're bringing the mum joke game as well, Coxie.
1: Yeah, it's a new game for me and if you ask my children, they don't laugh at anything I say. In okay, fact, most of my jokes go straight over their heads. I'm convinced I'm not funny and that's okay. I'm going to be comfortable with that position in my life.
0: That's all right. As long as we're happy with our jokes and that's the main thing.
1: Do you know my favorite jokes of the entire year? No. The ones out of Christmas crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. The best. No, it's not so Christmas bad. without a cracker joke. Actually, we found some
0: crackers a while back. Uh, I can't remember if it was last Christmas or maybe the one before. And the jokes were actually funny. They mm. were good. Mm. Like they were still, you know, mum-dad jokes. They were, they were corny things, but they were quite clever and up-to-date. They weren't the usual tired, cheesy, oh, my gosh, I've heard this one so many times. And, ha, ha, ha it's so funny.
1: <laughs> they do tend to be the same year after year. And if I get another shoehorn in my cracker this year, I'm going to open a shoehorn store. Or on a little magnifying glass, plastic magnifying glass. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cardboard die. Yes. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. So So, we're here to say happy Christmas.
0: Happy Christmas, gang.
1: Or happy Happy holidays
0: or um, uh, what is it? Wishes of the season or something. Anyway, whatever your thing is, however you do this time of year, um, we hope that you get out of it what you wish for um and what you would like and what's great for you and your family.
1: Love that. I'm glad you didn't say what you deserve because
0: it's <laughs> really upset people. Some of us deserve coal in the stocking.
1: <laughs> Mum used to tell me that a good Christmas was one where she got an orange in her sock at the end of the bed. Wow. Mm, that was a good Christmas.
0: It's different times.
1: Oh, Yeah most different times to what most of our children. Think about what comes under the tree for kids nowadays. It's very different. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nintendo's and all sorts of stuff. I'm not yeah. up to date with all of that anymore. But no, you're uh, not. Gosh.
1: neither gosh. am I to be fair. <laughs> now that my kids are older, they sleep until ten or eleven and we do the Christmas presents in a flurry because it's lunchtime by the time they wake up and everyone else is arriving. Hurry it's up, we've got to different. open the presents. Yeah. That's okay. The dogs are prepared this year to go and jump on their beds at 5 a.m. when I'm up anyway.
0: Nice. Merry Christmas.
1: Nice. So, uh, Nick, we
0: talk about Christmas traditions every year. You usually ask me and I don't really have any because I'm a bit of a Grinch. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> but uh, I I guess we should remind listeners because we do have a lot of new listeners, um, perhaps what our Christmas traditions are or favourite parts of Christmas. What, what are yours, Nick?
1: I love Christmas. I'm a bit of a Christmas tragic. The tree's been up since mid uh, November, and we <laughs> I love Christmas. It looks pretty. Um we start my family's Dutch. Uh, and so as a kid, we always had a big hot roast dinner. We also live in Queensland, a big hot roast dinner on Christmas Eve. I think it was a bit of a blend of the the Dutch tradition around very similar and. I forget the Dutch Santa's name. Anyway, he would come on Christmas Eve. So they got to open their gifts um, while the kids were at church. They got to open their gifts when they got home. We don't do gifts, but we do do a big Christmas dinner. So Christmas Eve, I think, is my favourite day of the year. It's the anticipation. It's the preparation. Now that my children are older, they play a part in that as well. So it starts at 5 a.m. at the flower markets, picking up flowers for the table. We have a theme every year. Uh, and runs all the way through to the very end of I think midnight last year we were watching Polar Express. We have to watch Polar Express every Christmas Eve for my daughter um, and we love it as a family. We all enjoy our hot chocolate and our cookies as we sit and watch Polar Express, but we're generally so darn full we can't do it until midnight because we want <laughs> that a huge roast dinner. And then um, Christmas, Christmas has changed. We've had so many different varieties of Christmas with children and blended families over the years. Uh, this year is my Christmas with the kids. Every second year, they're here Christmas Day. Every other year, it's Boxing Day. This year, they're home for Christmas Day, which means we all get to wake up together at lunchtime and uh, do the flurry of Christmas before having another beautiful, huge, cold spread this time. Lots of salads and cold meat. So it's really nice. We always have a game and we play every year some family game, whether it be, what have we played? We've played Finska, We've played Shuttlecock, is that what that game is? No, badminton. Badminton, yeah. So you play with a shuttlecock. <laughs> um, ping pong, what's that called? Table tennis. <laughs> or, um, we've played so many cricket, French cricket, all sorts of different games. And we play for a, a Styrofoam Cup we have had for years and years and years, which have lots of scratched out names on them. Um, And it's called the Leighton Cup. My maiden name is Leighton. We always had a polystyrofoam cup when I was a kid that we played for every year at Christmas. And we've continued that tradition in our little blended family as well. So there's one name on there that appears quite frequently, and it's not mine. Uh, And this year I intend, I I may be the creator of the game this year, and I I may have (laughs) rigged it. So I'm going to get my name on that damn cup. (laughs) You uh, can just can steal we, it
0: and scratch it in anyway.
1: Absolutely, we do. Ha- it's just about a lot of fun and silliness. I think for us, it's a less mm. serious day. So yeah, lots of enjoyment. How about you, Warwick? What are your traditions?
0: Letting go of the usual, uh, yes, pressures and
1: Absolute. commitments and everything else. <clears throat> uh,
0: for me, uh, and I've mentioned plenty of times before on the podcast, Christmas is probably not a. An awesome time of year for me based on my past I've had some some big stuff happen to me over the years around Christmas, um, much of it not very nice and I have some very, very fond memories of Christmas as a kid uh growing up. I think one of my favorite things about Christmas or one of my favorite Christmas memories was always of course as a as a kid and into my even into my teen years waking up stupidly early, uh, even when, um, you know, cover little one's ears, people, because I'm about to talk about Santa Claus. But uh, even when that reality stopped being a reality for me, I still loved waking up crazy early. And something we always did in my house uh, growing up in Queensland was um, where we lived, there was plenty of uh, plantation pine forests. Mm. And so like many families part of the annual tradition was to go with dad and the axe and go get a pine tree from the side of the highway um, or up the the forestry tracks and stick it in the bucket of sand. And I loved the smell of a in a Queensland summer at four o'clock in the morning of the pine oil from the pine tree, from the Christmas tree, and just the silence and the, the weird sort of it was almost like it was different to every other time of year for me. Yeah. Um. Just that silent anticipation of a day, of a new day, mm. and uh, you know, I didn't grow up as a Christian or anything, um, but it was almost you know, I look back on it, and I think, wow, it's kind of that that period of renewal and and rebirth and everything, and it and I almost felt that as a kid growing up. Yeah. Um. So that's one of my really fond memories of of this time of year. And that stuff has changed throughout the years, um, you know, a kid of my own and all sorts of uh, life changes and everything. Um, but for me, I think it's it's about the food. I love my food. And, uh, <laughs> did if, if I did not
1: expect you to say that at if all. If
0: I wasn't as disciplined as I am, Nick, I reckon I would be, you know, in the Guinness World Book of Records. No, you would not. Because, <laughs> man, I love food. Uh, so uh, ham. Love a good Christmas ham. That's one of my favourite things.
1: nothing better than a Christmas ham.
0: I have stood at at the kitchen counter a few too many times at Christmas with the carving (laughs) knife. I'm supposed to be carving ham to put in the box in the fridge for everybody else and half an hour later it's like, I am so stuffed full of ham. I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm going to be sick. So, (laughs) So that's that's a a thing for me and this year um i've you know like like a lot of middle-aged men i guess i've gotten into a bit of meat smoking (laughs) uh, and we've got all the family descending on our place down here in tassie this year so i'm already planning uh you know what i'm going to do on the day i'm stressing about it i've got the alarm clock set ready to go it's all it's all organized so uh, i just love to to cook and prepare for other people i think uh, that brings me a lot of joy Tradies in Business was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. Hello. You may not know this, Tradie or Tradie Wife or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that feels weird to say. (laughs) (laughs) But we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradiepreneur Programme. And that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things
1: like getting behind on quoting, Coxie. Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing, feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills, sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh, staff. Trying to get them to do what you want them to do, if you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles
0: and we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time, to be honest, Mm -hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff, Mm -hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly, we have sessions.
1: we are not worried about money, we've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave, there's work booked in for the new year and for the first time in a long time we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all.
0: Using the cash flow forecast I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm going to be situated financially and it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases.
1: By far one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job, I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that and I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built and that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned.
0: So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. (laughs) And I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money maybe it's spending more time with the family taking more holidays having the choice Mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program so if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradeypreneur Program. Coxie's going to tell you all about it.
1: free.
0: That's how abundant we are.
1: So head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us. And we'd love to
0: find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from.
1: Do you eat the same thing every year? We have the same thing every year for Christmas dinner.
0: We used to, um, but because my life has sort of changed so frequently in the last twenty years or so, um, there are some staples. You know, the good old Christmas ham and um, some of the the sweet treats and stuff, the rum balls and that sort of stuff. Um, oh. Christmas cake. I love my mum's boiled Christmas pudding.
1: Oh, it's the
0: best and brandy cream. So oh, I'm a food I, guy.
1: Yeah, you are. I've never had brandy cream. This is the first year ever I get to taste. The original um, Cox family pudding, I have been making, um, I have the recipe, so there's a long term family recipe. I've been making it for years, but I've never had it from, I guess, my husband's original source, his own parents, I think his father makes it, or maybe his mum and dad make it. So I'm, I'm back in the fold uh, with my family, and I get to taste the original one this year, and I'm actually quite excited about it. What a funny thing to be excited about. Yeah. There is nothing quite like a boiled Christmas pudding. They're no, so not, different.
0: She used to make it, I don't know how many weeks before, but in the cloth and, yes. you know, the whole thing, got to soak hang the up. fruit for days. Yeah, yeah, hang it up. It was so good. I can't eat them now because I can't. Can't tolerate the gluten and everything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sensitive
0: old man. But, uh, yeah, that was, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's some of our Christmas traditions. I've already had too much brandy cream. (laughs) Christmas traditions. (laughs) Let's not talk about alcohol consumption. Um, Hopefully you have some sort of holiday tradition or, uh, you know, seasonal thing that you do at this time of year that brings you some joy um, and reconnects you to perhaps some of the, the deeper aspects of what the heck we're doing this life thing for. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully you get some time for reflection, reconnection and uh, a bit of uh, rejuvenation. If you're still working um, my wish for you is that you still find some space uh, throughout the season to, to still reflect and, um, and reconnect And uh, make tons of money if you're doing call-outs and stuff at this time of year. You should be charging heaps.
1: You deserve it.
0: (laughs) So that's my Christmas wish or holiday wish for, uh, for all of you.
1: I hope that you all find a little bit of peace, very similar to what Warwick's saying, whether that peace be with your family or it be within yourself. I hope that the peace is with you this festive season. And most of all, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Mm. It still humbles Warwick and I. We talk about all the time how many of you listen to us each and every week that we pop an episode out. Uh, We've got some exciting things planned for next year. So please stay tuned. We will be back with fresh recorded episodes about mid-January. We'll have another couple episodes coming at you that we've pre-recorded prior to our Christmas break. But from mid-January, we're going to be back with a new season, a whole lot of fresh content and some fantastic new ideas, or at least we think we're fantastic. (laughs) But thanks for hanging in there. Uh, We really appreciate having you um, as part of our collective Tradies and Business team. You're a big part of our family and we love having you around. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Feel free to drop us a Christmas message via the website. You can uh, submit a contact form there, and if you feel so inclined, drop us a Christmas message or perhaps what's your uh, what's your Christmas wish or your holiday wish, and uh, we'll certainly be back in your ears in twenty twenty three.
1: Thanks for listening. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradeiesandbusiness.com.au.